Hey guys, how you doing? It's Eli again with the 2% State of Mind Podcast Episode 3. Just wanted to go over what we're going to be talking about today. It's going to be a real short one, not going to be too long. It's going to be, we're going to, today we're going to be talking about behavior. We're also going to be talking about how good leaders bring the best out of their followers. You know, real quick, how do you, I got a, a question real quick. That's, uh, how do you know that there's an effective leader in an organization? Well, you know it when the people behave in line with the values and the mission of said organization. And um, this is actually going to be more towards the business side of things. It's not really uh, going to be towards the day-to-day life. Although you can use it for your day-to-day. Um, it could be used in, in friend groups, you know, specific uh, outlets. You know, it doesn't have to be necessarily business. But it, it really makes more sense from a business aspect. So just bear with me. Um, real quick, good leaders bring the best out of their followers. You know, how do you do this? How do you uh, bring the best out of the people that you're influencing? How do you bring the best out of people that that are uh, under you you know you gotta challenge and empower people to change and why mostly because some people don't bring the best out of themselves because they need someone to do that for them now that's not saying that some people are weak some people don't know how to do it it's just that some people are scared some people are timid some people don't know how to change Um, so they need someone in their life to either encourage them to uh, lift them up and to show them where they need to go and why they need to go and how it's going to benefit them in the future You know, there's not a lot of people that are receptive to change. Honestly, even I myself am not receptive to change. When I had to uh, start going to the gym in the morning, uh, it was very, very hard to. It still is very hard to. This past week, I've I've gone like four out of the five weeks at early in the morning. Or four out of the five days early in the morning. Uh, One time I woke up up late and I was kind of upset with myself. It wasn't too late. I was still able to go to the gym. It was still early, but um, I just like to be on a set routine when it comes to that anyways um so change you know change why do why do people have a hard time changing and uh honestly i think the most uh correct answer would be fear you know people are are fearful of change because they don't know what's going to happen they don't if they change they don't know what what the result's going to be if they change they don't know how it's going to work if they change you know they're they're afraid of the challenge they're afraid of the unknown you know most time most of the time people are uh, fearful of changing because of insecurities you know, insecurities overrule our desire to change. You know, when you, especially if you go to the gym, there's a lot of, you know, even me. Like, when I first started going to the gym, I was a big dude. And I still kind of am I'm a big dude, but I'm working on it. Um, I honestly look a lot better than I did last year. But when I first started going to the gym, I was very timid about doing certain things because I just did, I thought it looked funny the way I was doing it. Because, I mean, being I wasn't super, super big, but I was chunky enough to, to tell, you know, you need to lose some weight. So, I mean, you know, that, that was a huge insecurity of mine. And I was very, it was very hard for me to, to get into that gym uh, mentality, into that gym aspect, because I just didn't want it. I didn't want it because I was afraid of how others were going to look at me, you know. But, I mean, honestly, the gym is where you sculpt yourself. So, I mean, I don't know why I was thinking the way I was, but I guess I just had insecurity for so many years, and that's why it happened. But it killed my desire to change. I really didn't want to change. I really wanted to just go back and work at my wing restaurant and start eating all the strips and all the wings that I wanted. And it was good, but it wasn't good for me. Uh, so, you know, being a good leader, you know, you, you have to help people be receptive to that change. You know, you also got to face that with those people that change. You can't just be the, the person that says, okay, you need to do this, this, and this, and this, and, and not go through it with them. You have to do it. There's, it's honestly super important and I say that word a lot important because it is. I'll let you know, it's super important to 
not only tell people what they need to do to change and empower them to change, but you got to go through that with them. You got to go through the fire before you can walk in the forest, you know? Um, you know, change requires the leader to convince the followers, to convince the influencers that they are capable of more than they think they are. You know, a lot of people just need a little nudge on the soldier, shoulder saying that you can do it. You know, there's a lot of people that just need that little nudge of encouragement uh, in order to get the, get the most out of them, you know? There's a lot of people that um, are not responsive to uh, authoritarian standpoint of management, authoritarian standpoint of uh, trainer. You know, um, I mean, unless you join the military, then of course you have to be receptive of it no matter what. But, you know, there's a lot of people that in the day-to-day life that don't really, that can't really handle that. So you need to encourage people and convince them that, hey, you can do this. You, you're, you're, you're more capable than you think you are. You know, there's, a, there's um, this old... Um, I don't even know if it's a, a myth or if it's not, but it's pretty much like a little like folk tale about how a, a woman lifted up a car to save her baby. You know, she can she can pretty much convince herself that she was more than capable of lifting up a two-ton car. You know, it's it's crazy, but I mean, people need to be powered with that mindset. You know, people and some people don't have that themselves they don't have it organically which is why you need someone to to feed you into that you know you got to help bring the best out of people and by doing so they they flourish they do and then you cause people to grow and, the, and to get smarter and to get wiser and to think and to stay focused and that's really important when it comes to influence influencing people and it's really important when it comes to follow uh, uh, your people that are under you you know you gotta you gotta cause people to grow you gotta want them to you gotta have them want to grow not just because you're telling them to do it you know they you know with growth comes comes the smarts comes the wisdom um, it comes with the thinking the positive thinking and it comes with focus you know if people are, are uh, led astray on the wrong track they're never gonna get to where you want them to be so it's better to um, to do it with them, you know. You have to inspire change by creating an environment to change. So I mean, that pretty much goes back to you know not just walking the walk, but also talking the talk. You know, you can't just uh, be a sayer and not a doer. Um, how do you you know you got to create the, that environment of trust? You know, hey, you know what? Let's be accountability partners. If you mess up one day on your diet, or if you missed one day at the gym, or if you messed up one day. Uh, at work, you didn't do a certain amount of calls. You know, let me know. Let's be accountable to each other to make this um, to make this work. You know, you also have to have an environment of, of safety. You know, um, you can't really be so harsh on the people. Now, some people do need that nudge, that that authoritarian nudge. Some people do, but not everybody needs it. Not everybody's receptive to that. You know, position people to try. You know, that's pretty much what it is. You got to position people to try. You know, put them in the position to go for what they want to go for. And if they fail, you gotta stand there with them and deal with it, not just let them leave them to to uh, to dry out in the in the sun. You know, you can't you can't tell people to change, and if they fail, get mad at them and scold them for not changing. You know, that makes no sense. You'll never get by as a leader with that. You know, people resist change because they're scared of retaliation. They're scared of, you know, it's kind of like when you do something you're not supposed to when your parents told you not to do it. You know, uh, you're scared of. What they're good. I'm not saying don't listen to your parents. That's that's just using it as an example. You know, people get scared because of what the retaliation that's to come if they mess up. You know, as a leader, you gotta be open-minded to that. Um, that they're gonna fail some at some point, and, and with the time that they do, you gotta stand there by them. And say, hey, you know what? I know you messed up, but here's what we can do to change it. You know, don't change the 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 
organization don't change the the uh, info that you're using to influence people but change the people and they'll change the organization you know so that's uh, really good stuff here so you have to also develop a person's capacity you know how do you develop a person's capacity you know number one I think the most important part of this uh, podcast would be to change yourself you know there's a, an old saying that says and I'm pretty sure everybody's heard it you can't change the world unless you change yourself you know you got to lead by example you got to lead the charge and that goes back to what I was saying before you know don't um, don't tell people to change and then you not change yourself otherwise they won't listen to you your words will be empty to them you know you got to inspire people and not crush them you know uh, it's it all goes back to positive thinking and positive encouraging it's not um, this isn't about uh, negativity if you fail you know you can't be you can't work like that it doesn't work you know, you got to challenge assumption and you got to also include your own assumption you know so don't don't assume too quick that people are gonna fail don't assume too quick that you're gonna fail and don't assume too quick that things aren't gonna work you know you got to bring clarity to people's thinking you gotta you gotta help them recognize what's worth it and what's not you know, you got to also help them recognize what's the most effective thing to get the most important things done. You know, is this going to work? Is this not going to work? If it is working, how are we going to do it? You know, what's the most what's the most important thing to do to make this work? You know, hopefully that makes sense. And then you also also got to open you also have to open the doors and let people in. You know, you got to enhance your team, you got to enhance your followers, you got to enhance your influencers. You know, don't just like me, when it comes to this, you know, it's not, I'm not just saying this stuff just to say it and to sound cool and to sound uh, prophetic. You know, it's it's not even, you know, this isn't something that I wrote. This is something that I'm portraying onto you guys, you know. Um, so, you know, you can't, you can't be like that with, with people. You have to open the doors and you got to empower people to take ownership of what they're doing. You know, there, there's a, a saying that I think I posted on my Instagram uh, yesterday that's called PDA. And it's a public display of accountability. So pretty much you open the door to people, you empower people to change, but you also gotta keep that level of accountability just to make sure that you guys are doing what you're supposed to do. Saying it, uh, you're doing it when you say you were gonna do it, you know? So that's pretty much all I got for today, guys. Uh, hopefully it makes sense. Honestly, this was just a one take thing. This really wasn't, um, I wasn't like backtracking and saying, I'm gonna say this, I'm gonna say this, I'm gonna say this. I pretty much just said it blatantly as I'm, I'm going along through my notes. If you have any questions, just give me a call. <laughs> give me a call. Uh, just give me a message on my Instagram account or my Facebook account, whatever you follow me on. Um, I would love to hear some feedback from you guys. If you guys can please just give me that feedback, I'd, I'd really appreciate it. I can use all the help I can get because this is honestly the first first uh, type of thing I've ever done. I've never done podcasting before. I've never spoken to people before uh, as far as like an outreach kind of thing. You know, so if you guys can just help me out with that, give me some feedback. Um, if you do enjoy this podcast, I would I would just ask you guys if you can please share it with people. You know, spread the word that there's somebody out there that wants them to be better than what they are right now. Um, any um, any uh, there's really nothing else I have to say, guys. We'll see you guys next week. We're gonna be talking about commitment. Um, that's honestly as far as leadership A through Z as of right now. It is the most important thing to be talking about, which is commitment. But we're not going to be getting into that till next week on Thursday. Uh, hopefully you guys uh, join me. And then, like I said, just like and share, please. I could really appreciate it. I, I, I would love the feedback as well, uh, once again. Um, so we'll see you guys next week. Y'all have a fantastic Thursday and have a fantastic week ahead of you. Thank you.
Hey guys, this is Eli with a 2% State of Mind podcast. Um, real quick, I just want to say um, I just deleted my recording of this whole thing, so I'm doing the whole thing over again, uh, number one. And number two, I just wanted to apologize uh, to those that do really like this podcast. Um, I was supposed to be doing this on Thursday mornings, but I got a kind of lazy and I got kind of uh, tired. You know, I don't want to do this anymore. I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, forget it. I'm just going to go away silently. But no. Um, it's, it's ironic because what I want to talk about today is commitment and consistency. Um, you know, being in a, being a leader, uh, you got to be consistent and you got to be committed. And I wasn't that. So I apologize to the, those that are, were looking forward to episode. I think this is episode four. I'm not too sure. Yeah, I think so. Episode four. Uh, so commitment and consistency. So commitment, you know what it is when you see it, you know it when you, uh, hear it, you just know what it is. It's really not that complicated, um, but it's it's sad because today, uh, in today's culture, people are so comfortable with being uncommitted. And what I mean by that is they're so comfortable with expressing how tired they are, how bored they are, how lazy they are. Um, you know, it's it, you see it when you see people post on social media, oh my God, I'm so tired. Oh my God, I don't wanna be here at work. Oh my God, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. I don't want to go to the gym. I'm tired. I'm, I had a, you know, crappy workout, you know. Um, you know, things like that. It's crazy to me that people um, are so into that culture of being uncommitted, of being, of not being able to take ownership of what you're doing. You know, it's, um, you know, commitment and ownership go, go hand in hand, by the way. In the sense that no matter what you're doing, no matter who you're doing it for, you take ownership of that you know people always say oh i hate my job i hate it i hate the fact that this happens i hate the fact that this happens um and you know what Be, uh, it's it's um it's crazy to me that people act like that like me this is not what i want to do for the for the rest of my life i honestly can say that you know this isn't what i wanted uh, being in finance what i'm doing right now uh working here at ashley furniture this is not what i want to do for the rest of my life um but this is just for the meantime but in the meantime while i'm here i'm going to take ownership of what i'm doing and i'm going to make sure that i do this to the best of my ability and if i'm not doing the best of my ability i'm going to keep myself in check by asking my supervisor what i'm doing wrong how i can improve and what what steps i need to take to go to make sure that i don't make mistakes it's honestly very important to uh being as a, a leader being a committed leader is taking ownership of the things that you're doing no matter what it is um it's and you got to get out of this culture of being uncommitted of being tired all the time of being you know lazy it's it's it it blind it mind blows me that people are okay with thinking like this um, and you see it all the time i even saw it myself uh, when i was younger my grandma every time i would see my grandma she'd be like oh how you doing mijo and i would always tell her i'm tired oh i'm tired i'm tired like oh i'm tired I, I can't do it. I'm tired. She's like, you just woke up. Are you kidding me? And it's true. You know, I never really paid attention to it before because I was always tired, you know, quotation marks. Um, but it's true. You know, you you wake up, you have all this time to do everything that you ever wanted to achieve. All these goals you have set for yourself and you don't want to achieve them because you're tired. You know, you're not tired when you're going out to party and you're not going, you're not tired when you're doing things that aren't really benefiting you. You know, and think about it. I'm not saying I'm not saying that partying is bad. I'm not saying that doing, um, you know, doing things outside of bettering yourself is bad. It's not. But you gotta understand that bettering yourself is not easy. But it, the end result is gonna benefit you more 
than the outside things that you're doing. You know, wasting money at the bars, wasting money at parties, you know, always drinking, not because you're relaxing, but because you want to get drunk. You know, it's, it goes back to that, you know, it's, it's crazy. It's just, it's, it's not something that I want to live in. And, you know, how do you, you know, ask yourself, how do I stay committed? Well, one, one thing I did to stay committed to my finances, I was actually struggling with um, saving money, um, especially earlier this year. You know, I was, I'm actually just now getting back into the whole uh, controlling my finances. And what I mean by that is that I would always end up with only about maybe $20, $30 before payday. And I would never have enough money to, to save what I want to save. So um, it was crazy. It's crazy how timing works. But um, I had gotten asked to do this mentorship course thing with uh, a friend of mine. And before I could get in, they asked me to read a book called The Compound Effect. And they're like, you don't have to read the whole thing. Just read two chapters, you know, whatever. And so I was like, okay, yeah, whatever. I'll just, I'll just read the two chapters. And it, honestly, the first two chapters already blew my mind. I went to the store immediately after. I went to go buy a whiteboard. I went to go buy some notepads. You know, I started getting engaged in it because I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Like, why have I not like seen this? And what the book asks, or the book instructs you to do as far as financing goes is it asks you to write down every single, um, every single dollar you spend, every single penny you spend, no matter what it is, no matter how much it is, you spend it, you write it down. And it's just crazy um, how awesome that this actually works. I was, um, oh, I lost my train of thought, I'm sorry. I, um, okay, so what I did is I, I did that, exactly that. I spent, I wrote down everything that I spent, I wrote out how much it was, and I would reflect back in the next week. You know, I would count it all up and I'd see how much I spent. And you know what? Honestly, like I saw, like I freaked out. I was like, oh my God, I spent 150 bucks in a week? Like, are you kidding me? So now I'm able to manage my money now because of the consistency, because of the committedness that I had to fixing my finance, uh, my financial uh, struggle. And now I'm able to save on average. I mean, there's sometimes where I get more, sometimes I get less, but on average, I save about maybe 50, uh, not 50, I'm sorry, eight, uh, 70, 80, $90. And I'm able to put that away in my savings and it's crazy how three months changes uh, the course of how you handle things. You know, there's a saying that says it takes 21 days to break a habit and 90 days to, to create a lifestyle. And, and, you know, it's true. You know, now I don't need that book anymore. I don't need to carry it around everywhere, everywhere with me because now I know that I don't need to be spending, thing, uh, spending on needless things anymore. Uh, now I know that I can save enough money by the end of the week to put into my savings account to use for an emergency, to use whatever I need to use. Um, and it's, it's life changing. And I think now what I want to start doing is I want to start getting a notepad for my, uh, my diet. You know, I have my calorie counter and I, you know, I use it every day. I don't, there's not a day that I don't use it, but I, I don't visually see what I'm eating and I see what I'm eating and I see, I calculate, I see my macros, you know, my, my fat percentage, my carb percentage and my protein percentage and all that. I see it all. But I don't truly see it. I just glance it. And with a notebook, you see more of it because you open it every day when you're eating. You know, um, you can use a calorie counter app for the calorie counting itself. But as far as what you're eating, you know, you can use the notepad. You know, uh, there's that saying that says it's not, it's not, um, 
I'm not sorry. I'm thinking of the wrong quote. Anyways, we're just going to go back to that. Um, you know, it's, it's crazy how life-changing it was. And I think that I can do this with my diet. That way, in time, I can just go ahead and already know what not to eat and what to eat and how much I can eat of it. I can um, dial in on what I need to do to better myself and to lose my weight some more. Um, so that's the, one of the things that I do as far as staying committed. You know, um, uh, another thing you can do, honestly, it's a small start and it sounds kind of silly, but, um, you know, make your bed in the morning. As soon as you wake up, make your bed. Because once you make your bed, you, and I, this is something that, this is not something that I came up with, but this is something that I've heard and it makes sense. You know, when you wake up, you make your bed in the morning and you've already, be, you've already completed the first task of the day. Well, first of all, first and foremost for me is to thank God that I'm, I'm, I'm awake another day. Um, but second, you know, it's to to make your bed. Because if you can complete that simple task, you can some, you can complete those bigger tasks that you need to do. Um, and that also goes with consistency. You know, people ask all the time, uh, not necessarily me, but I see it generally in, uh, in practice, is how do I stay commit? How do I stay consistent in the things that I do? And it goes back to the whole writing in the notepad thing. It goes back into that whole thing. You know, honestly, there's two major things that I think um, you should do when keeping consistent. One of those things is, number one, you need a partner with somebody. Partner with somebody that wants to achieve the same things that you want to achieve. Partner with somebody that you feel you can entrust all your secrets to. And, or even if you feel comfortable sharing with everybody. Um, there's this, there's a saying that goes, that I think I was reading it in one of the books called the four disciplines of execution. And they talk about P D A and I'm not talking about public display of affection. No, no, no. Don't do that. That's not what I'm talking about here. What I'm talking about is public display of accountability and public display of accountability keeps you consistent and keeps you committed. You know, um, say, for example, you're trying to go to the gym more. You get either a gym buddy or accountability buddy that also goes to the gym, but maybe not the same gym as you. And you let them know, hey, I went to the gym today. Um, it went well. You know, I did this. I did that. I did that. And they're able to you're able to get insight from another person's perspective on how you're doing things. Now, keep in mind, as far as like technical stuff like that, link up with someone that knows what they're doing. You know, not everybody knows everything and you don't want to get the wrong information. Um, but you got to um, you got to entrust your your uh, your secrets. You got to entrust your your failures within somebody. And even you can even do it within yourself. And I'll get to that towards the end of the, the whole podcast. Um, but you got to have or if you, like I said, or if you feel comfortable with telling everybody you put it, you, you can post it on blast it on social media. Hey guys, you know what? This is what I'm, my goals are for this year, or this is what I'm trying to achieve. I would really appreciate the encouragement um, from the, from you guys, if you guys could help me out. Um, that way, uh, down the line, somebody might ask you, hey, how's it going? Hey, what are you doing? Um, how's everything going with the thing you're trying to set up? And you can be honest with them. Oh, I'm slacking it a little bit. Oh, uh, like, you know, you, you once you're accountable to someone, you tend to do better. Once you're accountable to somebody else, with your secrets and with your goals and with your missions, you're more accountable because you're like, dang, I don't want to tell them that I messed up. I want to give them good news. I don't want to give them bad news. So with that, it keeps it keeps you in line with uh, discipline and consistency. 
by not only sharing your your failures for the week or sharing your flaws for the week you know like uh, as far as dieting too you know i ate really bad this day i you know i did this this way you know um it's important to keep a pda public display of accountability and second is you can't be too hard on yourself and what i mean by that is there's a lot of people in this day and age that when they mess up they're way too hard on themselves and then they lose hope they lose faith and they lose uh concentration in what in themselves and what they're doing um so there's something i do not i honestly oh you know what i remember hearing it from a podcast now i remember i heard this from a podcast you know and this can be used uh, in practicality for, for towards another person, not just within yourself. But it's important to align this with yourself. You know, there's this, there's this a, a type of apology called the Midas Apology. Uh, Midas, M-I-D-A-S. You know, uh, to in order to keep yourself from being so hard on yourself, you know, you got to look at the M. What does M stand for? It stands for mistake. And what do you mean by mistake? You got to identify the mistake. Identify what you did that, me- that that you messed up in and identify it. Make sure you know it well. Um, make sure you know it through, all the way through, 100 to 0. 100% responsibilities, zero excuses. Number, uh, then you got to look at the letter I. You know, it, the I stands for injury. You know, your mistake caused an injury, whether it's to yourself or you hurt someone else by doing it. Um, you know, especially within yourself when you're, eating bad and you're not going to the gym as much you tend to hurt yourself by not seeing the results that you want to see or if you make a a comment to somebody you know you know you got to identify that hey you know what i I hurt that person uh you know it could be anything like that um then you got to look at the d and that stands for differently you know what are you going to do differently what are you going to do differently to change your eating habits what are you going to do to change your gym routines now, what are you going to do to make sure that you don't hurt that person anymore? Uh, you know, what are you going to do? That's the honest, and that's something that you need to dig deep and be honest about yourself. Don't just say it just to say it. You got to be honest with yourself. Otherwise, you'll never change. Next thing you got to look at is N, is A. I'm sorry, N. Um, you got to learn how to amend, make amends. You know, you got to heal the wound. You can't just let it bleed out because you will never stay consistent. You will never stay committed to that thing that you're trying to set out to do. If you don't make amends with yourself, if you don't make amends with that person that you hurt or you offended, and then number and then letter S, you just need to stop. And what do you mean by that? Is you need to just stop talking. Don't say anything else to yourself, to that person that you're apologizing to. Just stop talking and let the other person speak or let the work, let the results do them, do it themselves. Let, let your work do what it's supposed to do. It's, um, you know, you got to understand that uh, when saying an apology, you got to say, okay, you know what, self or you know what, person A, person B, whoever it is, I made a mistake. Know, this is what I did. This is what I messed up on. Um, I know that it hurts you. I know that it hurt myself. Seeing that I want to see results, but I'm not going to see them because I'm not doing what I need to do. Here, here's what I'm going to do differently. I'm going to do X, Y, and Z differently. Here's what I'm going to do to make it better. 
here's what I'm going to do to make sure that I don't do this again, that I don't make this mistake again. And I hope that I can, you can forgive me. I hope that we can just let bygones be bygones. We can let the past behind us and just move forward and move on and not hurt ourselves anymore by staying where we're at right now. And then you just stop talking. That's, that's key to bettering yourself is just stop talking and let the work work within you. You know, it's, it's very simple, but very complex, but achievable. Anyways, this is going to be it. This is all I have for you guys today. I got to get back to work. This is actually my lunch break. Um, so if you guys do enjoy, like, subscribe, share. Um, I would love the feedback. Uh, you know, I would love a feedback sandwich from you guys. If you guys can just give me that. Um, anybody that does listen or anybody that knows me personally, I would love the feedback. I would love to get better at this. Um, I'm going to stay consistent, okay? So this is my PDA to everybody listening. I'm going to be doing this on Thursday mornings. And if I can't do it on Thursday mornings, I'll do it on Thursday nights. Just in case, you know, because I got um, you know, to leave time for the unknown. But if everything goes to plan, it's going to be on Thursdays, Thursday mornings. Uh, so that's my PDA to you guys, everybody that's listening. Um, again, sorry for the delay. But we're going to make this better. It's going to be better than ever. Um, we'll see you guys um, on Thursday. I think we're going to be talking about, I think it's denial. I'm not too sure. I can't remember for the life of me. Um, but if, uh, if I'm correct, it's going to be about denial. Anyways, uh, we'll see you guys next time, which is Thursday the 18th. Uh, we'll see you guys later. Have a great day. Have a great week. And remember, you're always better than yesterday. Don't let today stop tomorrow. We'll see you guys.